Over the years, I've worked with many clients on their personal finance journey, wherever they are in it. One thing that I can tell you that almost all of them are, are jacks of all trades when it comes to what they focus on. What do I mean by this? They are trying to do everything, but they end up doing nothing. Today, I want to rewire your brain. I want to show you how you can become a millionaire through baby steps alone. If you take one step at a time, you will become a millionaire in the long run. Let me show you how. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Thank you for joining me today on The Financial Mirror as we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time you are joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you're on Facebook, go ahead and hit the share and the like and the subscribe to the channel. That's all helpful in growing the community. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, they do give you the option to leave a five-star review. So go ahead and leave that five-star review and a written comment as that is the algorithm beater to get this information out to multiple listeners out there. And we all know that if there's one thing that we want is people around us with better personal finances. So share this with all your friends and family so that you can be surrounded with great stewards of their money. So today I want to talk about something that is, well, going to be hard to hear. Uh, not really. It's really just about slowing down. Like to this whole episode, becoming a millionaire through baby steps is all about slowing down. Everybody and their mama, and they have great moms, by the way, they, we, you know, totally great moms, but everybody and their mama wants to be overnight millionaires in this craze of YouTube, in this craze of uh, TikTok and uh, Twitch streaming and all of these things, everyone sees money. They see dollar signs. They want to be overnight celebrities. They want to be overnight millionaires. Do they exist? Sure. I can tell you a bunch of them. The great part about it is the people that are overnight millionaires, you normally know them by name because there is not that many of them, right? So they're not that common. So what I want to tell you is slow down. And truly, that's this whole episode is about telling you to slow down, slow down. Every single piece of your financial journey involves you slowing down, trying not to do too much. Why do these steps matter? Why does it matter to slow down, right? Why does it matter? Well, they give you something to focus on. When you have these little baby steps, you have one thing to focus on. I want you to think about this for a second. I want you to think about you need to clean the house. You need to fill up the car with gas. You need to pack your lunch. You need to take the dog out. You need to take the kids to daycare. You need to do all those things. And you're going to, and you need to do those in 30 minutes. What happens? You fail. You either do them all like really, really, really rushed, which is totally unsafe for getting the kids to daycare, or you don't get them all done but you tried, you want, you just want to do them all. But what if you focused on one thing at a time? Well, you guessed it. It's going to take you longer. 
It's not, you're not going to be able to do it in 30 minutes. But I think that's the mental part that we have to rewire. That's the part of the brain we have to rewire to let you know you're not going to be a millionaire overnight, but you will be a millionaire. It just takes time. So the problem when I, during the intro, I told you there's, there's something that, that all the clients, you know, almost all of them, I'm not gonna say all, almost all of the clients is not, is definitely, it's definitely the norm, right? It's not everybody, but it's, it's almost everybody. So if this is you don't think that you're the only one, but the problem I see with so many clients is this, they want to do everything at once. They want to save for retirement. They want to pay off their debt. They want to build up their fully funded emergency fund. And they want to live lavishly all at the same time, right? And that's a problem. That's a huge problem because that creates you this feeling of that you're making you're making progress, but you're really just a jack of all trades, right? You're really just someone that's average at everything. And that's not where we want to be financially, you can imagine that people that are trying to do all of these things at once, they end up doing everything at the bare minimum level. They're barely saving enough. They're barely saving retirement money. They're barely paying off their debt. They're barely putting money in their emergency fund and they're barely living lavishly, but they feel great about it, right? Why do people do this? Why do they do it? Well, I'm here to tell you that what I have found is that people do this for the simple fact they feel like they're making progress. They truly feel like they're making progress because they're they're doing a little bit in all of those buckets. It makes them mentally feel like they're making progress in all of it. When I'm here to tell you that they're fooling themselves because they're, they may be making progress, but they're not making progress very fast. You cannot do all of those things at once. You cannot. You will literally be doing them forever, all at once, right? Like it, it, it's just, it's just not feasible. So if you'll slow down, you'll take everything one step at a time. You will not only feel better about your finances, but you will actually start to make progress, noticeable progress, which is the best part. The biggest piece of finances is that it's almost all mental, like 80% of it's mental. It's like 20% actually has to do with like ones and zeros and dollar signs. 80% of it's mental. So if you can see that you're making progress, if you can see that you're beginning to grow, that's when life changes. That's when you start to make a difference. Because let's be honest, most people are stressed. Most people are truly stressed about their money. And that's not a good place to be financially. That's not a good place to be. So what I want to do today is I want to break this down. I want to break this down to a few baby steps that you can follow Find out which one you're currently at. Maybe you're not at the first baby step. Maybe you're at baby step three or baby step six or baby step four. I don't know where you're at in your financial journey, but if you will break these down and go through them one step at a time, you will, and I promise you, you will begin to feel better about your personal finances. So let's jump in. Number one is not actually number one is step point five. Step point five is you've got to build your budget before you ever start. Step one, you've got to start living on a budget. And so I call this like the half step. This is just you need to make a lifestyle change. And this is where you start. You've got to build a budget. If you think if you think that you will survive financially without a budget, you are absolutely wrong. Do you think that companies like Amazon or Apple or all these companies that they just 
operate on, I'll spend what I earn. Well, no, of course not. They would, first off, their shareholders wouldn't invest in them because that's a terrible way to run a business. And, and second off, they would not be able to fund employees. They would be constantly going through layoffs because they're like, oh, we spent too much on that new invention that we were going to create. We can't pay for half of our employees anymore. They don't do that. That's not something that they do. So every person that I've ever worked with has not really understood their finances until they started budgeting. And it's, a, it's totally mind-blowing. It's a wake-up call for everyone. They start budgeting, and then this like this, this magical light bulb goes off, and they're like, wow, I now understand my money. I now understand where my money's going. I now know that my money's going there instead of being like, wait, how am I out of money already? I just got paid. It's Sunday, and I got paid on Friday. Where did my money go? You can stop asking those questions. You will start budgeting and you will make it a part of your life and you will notice you will take off financially. Trust me on that. Budgeting alone, on average, finds around two or $300 per family that starts budgeting. Just magically. It's like a pay raise. You just magically find an extra two or $300 a month and you're, and you're how much money, you know, where your money's going. And once you start really laying it out, like how much you want to spend in each category. So the first thing you need to do is start budgeting. Number one, uh, step point five in this in this layout. But first thing is start budgeting. So what's the actual step one? The actual step one is you need a thousand dollars in an emergency fund. You guessed it. These baby steps come from Dave Ramsey. I am a Dave Ramsey certified financial coach, and so I like to follow them. I know they work. So first step one, you've got to have a thousand dollars in an emergency fund. This is foundational to your finances. This is foundational to how the rest of this is going to go. If you don't have a thousand dollars in your in a in a savings account account currently, well, figure out how you can get there, because you you th- there's this whole thing where not having enough money and a financial emergency coming, this will absolutely derail your financial journey. Let me let me give you an example. Let's say you're, you're off to a great start mentally. You started budgeting, you start doing all these things, and then you have this financial emergency. Let's just say your tires go flat, all of them, all four of them. You walk out, you're sitting on, you're sitting on the hubcaps, right? <laughs> Think about that. Now, you don't have enough money. Like you, you started budgeting, but you don't have any savings. So what do you do? Well, you got to get to work. You got you to gotta drive the car. You got to go pick up the kids, right? What are you going to do? Well, you're going to resort to either personal loans or credit cards or something. You're going to resort to it and you're going to set yourself back, right? Because now you're in debt. Now you've added debt so that you could, you could fund that emergency. And there's this huge vicious cycle. You're going to start trying to pay off that debt. You're going to pay off that debt, but you're never going to get savings. And then boom, all of a sudden, another something's going to happen. Boom, another something's going to happen. You're going to pay off the debt and you're going to move right back through it. So do this as fast as possible. How can you do it quickly? Well, sell stuff. Most people can make $1,000 in one month just by selling things alone. Go through your house, find out what you don't need or what you don't want. And I said don't need, right? Like maybe you do want it, but maybe you don't need it. Because think about it. If it's something you don't use often, sell it now and you can always get the upgraded model later when you can afford it. So just go through baby step one, get $1,000 as fast as possible because that's going to take you into step two. Step two. Pay off debt using the debt snowball. I have episodes on the debt snowball, uh, but this is important. I often see this done out of order. 
Don't try to save for retirement, invest, and all that before you get rid of debt, right? And debt in this case is considered things like personal loans, auto loans, student loans, credit cards, medical debt. All of these are kind of the common ones, but you want to get out of debt first. So all debt except for your house is getting knocked out in baby step two. So don't be funding retirement. So many think that have this, this mental philosophy, well, you should invest up to match with your company and then pay off your debt. No, 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 no. Let's get them in order. Focus on the focus on paying off the debt first. Many people think they're getting behind in retirement. I'm telling you, that's false. Don't think you're going to automatically not be able to retire at whatever age you plan on retiring because you took off this, this amount of time to 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 pay off your debt whatever that time is most people can pay it off in two years if they if they really go after it most people can pay off their debt in two years you uh you're not more behind right by paying off your or by eliminating debt and not being saving for retirement so why is this all important well think about something like covid right let's go back to covid a couple years ago don't you think that people that had financial problems or, or were in debt, don't you think they had a harder time getting through COVID because they had, well, debt? Well, of course they did. Like they still had people calling them saying, hey, you owe us money on your credit card. Hey, you owe us money on your personal loan. Hey, you owe us money on your car. Hey, you still, well, the student loans got paused. But anyways, you see all these other debts. Of course, it's harder to make it through financial emergencies when you have debt. So how do you do it? Well, build you a get out of debt plan. Use the debt snowball. If you need help building this, reach out to me. I'm happy to help. Head to my website, financialmirror.org forward slash services, or you can just go to thefinancialmirror.org and right there on the main screen, just hit book now and you can set up a free consultation. I'm happy to sit down with you, go through where you're at and see about how long it's going to take you and help you build a plan to get out of debt. Not too hard, right? But that's kind of where you want to focus first. So you've, you've got your $1,000 emergency fund. That should be in an easy, accessible account, like a savings account, not an investment account. <laughs> this money shouldn't be invested. It should just be sitting there accruing. It's like, well, right now, savings account interest rates are actually pretty good, right? Like most of them are like 3% or something. But step two is pay off all your debt. Use the debt snowball, pay off all your debt. Don't make it complicated. Just get it done, right? Just get it done. So step three. Step three is you have paid off all your debt and you're now wanting to fully fund that emergency fund. What does that mean? Well, it's easy. Three to six months expenses. So look at that budget you created in step point five. Figure out how much it costs you to live every single month. And it just takes time. It just takes time to build this. But you're going to build, take that and multiply it times three or multiply it times four or five or six or something like that. But I consider a fully funded emergency fund six months. Six months of expenses, have that in a savings account. I consider that a fully funded emergency fund. Why is that important? Well, you're planning for your future. You've built an emergency nest egg, and now you need to be prepared if something bad happens. You need that. You need this bit of money in the savings account to bail you out when something bad happens. The best way to do this is figure out how much you spend each month and start to try to take away some of the uh, some of the the accessory spending that you're currently doing and throw that into savings right take all the money that you were putting towards your debt start throwing that into savings you will have a fully funded emergency fund in no time now 
There's two options here. You have, a, you can do this on a normal month. Like you can just take your budget and multiply it times three or by six or whatever. And you can take that and say, you know what? That's going to be my fully funded emergency fund. Now, I also have this other option that doesn't save as much money, but uh, you'll get it done quicker. You'll move out of this step faster. I call it a month of just basics. So add up things like food, home, shelter, uh, the shelter, excuse me, home, shelter, same difference, right? Utilities. Um, if I didn't say food, utilities, home, um, your any type of like uh, like gas insurances, things like that. Add those things up and then say that this is just what I need to barely survive, right? And do that. That's, I just call it a month of just basics. You don't have to save as much. You get to move out of the step faster. But just remember, if something bad happened, you lost a job, you will not be able to live this like luxurious lifestyle. You're going to be living on just the basics. So figure out which one you want to do and then go from there. Now, this is where it kind of gets fun. Step four. Step four is invest 15% of your income into tax favored accounts. Now, this is where you start to have fun with your money. This is where you get to watch money grow. This is where it all sort of gets a little bit better and worth all that hard work you've been doing. You're at step four. This is where people start to feel in control. You always feel a little uneasy when you're when you're just throwing all this money to savings for the mercy fund. They always feel a little uneasy when they're paying off their debt. But when they get here, I mean, this is where finances are stress free because now you, you're out of debt. You've got a fully funded emergency fund. You see that savings account sitting there and you're like, whoa, that's the most money I've ever had saved. And now you're throwing 15 percent of your income into these tax favored accounts. This is where people really, really, really start to get excited about money. So the simplest way to do this is if you work a W-2 job uh, or you work for someone that does any type of funding for a 401k or a 403b, one of the easiest ways you could do this is just to contribute 15%. Log into that account and contribute 15%. That's the simplest way to do it. If they have a Roth option, choose Roth. I mean, there's great benefits in the Roth if they only have traditional, you could do traditional. That's totally fine. Uh, that's one way. Now, that's the easiest way. Another way you could do it is if you do want to max out the IRA account, you, this is where you got to do a little bit of math, but figure out what percent of your income the IRA max out is for you. Um, then contribute the other into your 401k. The biggest thing here is that you want to at least get up to match. So if your company matches first 5%, Make sure you contribute 5% to that, and then maybe 10% of, of, of your income goes toward maxing out the IRA. Then at least get the match and then you know max out your IRA, and there's your 15%. Now, if you are married, remember this is 15% of household income. So remember that. So once again, if you need help doing this, just head to the website, thefinancialmirror.org, and hit book now. I'm happy to help you with sort of figuring out how much money you need to save, uh, how you're going to structure it based off of what's available to you and things like that. Totally happy to do that. So just head over to the website and hit book now. Now, step five. So step four and step five can be done at the same time. So when you start step four, step five, if you're if you have kids or you're about to have kids or anything of that nature, 
start saving for your kid's college. Now, I'm not going to go too far into this because I did just do an episode on it. But the biggest thing here is start saving for your kid's college. This is important because it doesn't technically have to be used for college. I also just did an episode that talked about how you can now uh, take a 529 and transfer that money into a uh, IRA account, a Roth IRA account, which is absolutely phenomenal. So if the kid doesn't go to college, there's a certain amount of money that can be transferred in. So go watch that video um, and see how this is beneficial, right? I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time going through what I spent 30 minutes on an episode going through. Don't want to leave out any details and you can always just go check out that video. I will put a link to the previous episode. Uh, you, you can look at that recent change and consider this, but I will tell you that go ahead and start funding a kid's college fund is a great thing. It's a great thing. Whether the kid's born or not, there's ways you can do it. So focus on that 529s, but that's baby step five. So at baby step four, you're investing 15%. At baby step five, you are funding your kid's college. You can do four and five at the same time, right? You can do it at the same time. That's huge. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of where you want to be at. So now let's head into step, step six. Step six, at this point, you should be saving 15% for retirement. You are saving for your kid's college. And the other thing you need to start focusing on is that baby step six, which is paying off your home early. One thing to remember is you've been working hard. So you can enjoy a little bit at this time, right? Just don't get carried away. If you want to go on a vacation with the fam, go on vacation with the family, right? You've been working really hard. Like, I mean, really hard. So don't get carried away with the spending, but there, you can always go out and do a little, a little, you know, lavish living a little bit more than you have. If, you know, if you were on baby step one, two or three, shouldn't be much lavish living going on. You should really be trying to knock that out so that you can get into the four, five and six, which is where you really start to put your, uh, your foot on the pedal and, and hit the gas to, to start getting ready. But I want to hit a highlight for baby step six because so many people talk about it. The key is this. Put as much extra as you can towards your home because the goal is to get the house payment gone, right? That's the goal. The goal is to get the house payment gone. Now, you're going to hear mixed opinions about it, mostly for things like tax reasons because you can write off the home interest. Um, some people will say based off of like the, 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 the percent of return you could get on that same money. So like if I paid an extra $2,000 a month on a loan that's only that I'm only paying like you know, 6% interest or less, more than likely, that's kind of where most people's home loans are at or 6% or less or are some, if you've bought a home recently, you know, you may have gotten over 6%, but 6% or less, right? Um, so many people are going to say, well, you could take that same 2000, throw it in it's like an index fund and you're going to average like an eight to 11% return. So why would you, why would you use that extra money to, to pay your house off early when you could just use that money to grow it and get a return and and then use it to pay the house off, right? Like I, I've got it. All these people have all these different things, but remember when I told you 80% of it's emotions, 20% is numbers, 20% of it's all those little numbers and games that people want to play with you. The biggest part of money is this, and, and, I've, and I've heard Ramsey say this, is that it's, it's mostly emotion, but Dave Ramsey says that, you know what, if you pay the house off early, and you really wish that you still had that mortgage, you can always get another one, right? Like you can always get another one. But 
the, the, the freedom to pay your house off early, no house payment. You can start putting more into retirement. If you would like, you can start putting more into your kid's college. If you like, you have no house payment, you can go on trips. You can start investing like all that, all those index funds that you were missing out on the whole house payment now is going to an investment, right? I'm telling you, it's absolutely worth it to just pay the house off. True level of freedom right there. Think about your budget right now. Maybe your house payment's like $1,000 a month, or maybe it's $4,000 a month, or whatever it is, anywhere in between. Think about if that was completely gone. What would you do with that extra money? And that's your motivation to pay off that house, right? Because once you get here, once you get here, the only thing you have going that you have to pay for every month on that house is your you have to pay for your insurance and your taxes, right? Insurance and taxes. That's what you're paying for. So totally worth it. Get the house paid off because after you get that house paid off, you move into step seven. Step seven is the funnest step of all. You get to build wealth and give so much money away, right? Give wealth, build wealth and give. So if you wanted to pay, you know, uh, an interest rate on that loan because you wanted a tax write-off, well, just give a bunch of money away. Build wealth and give it away and use that as a tax write-off. If you want a tax write-off, there's many much better ways to do a tax write-off than a home loan, <laughs> right? So at this point, baby step seven, your house should be paid off. You may still be funding your retirement if you would like. Um, more than likely, you, you probably are. You may be just investing. You, you know, I'd probably be going into some type of tax, you know, uh, you know, a, a tax advantaged account like a Roth or something. But, you know, I don't, you could be putting money all over the place. You're literally building wealth, right? That is what you're doing. So everything, like maybe you want to save up and you've always wanted to buy rental properties. This is where you start to do that. Save up, pay cash for these rental properties and just let it make you money, Right. The biggest thing here is that at baby step seven, you have truly won the game of money. If, if, if money was a, a game, this is where you won. Like you've absolutely won. You're, you're going to be a millionaire because you're going to, at this point, if you've done all this hard work, you're not going to just all of a sudden stop doing all these things. You're going to keep doing them. You're going to keep grinding. The, and, and you're going to be a millionaire. Like you're not all these little things that you've learned along the way, you will continue to contribute to and and grow all through your time. So don't think that you're all of a sudden going to stop. You're not. Long story short, though, is that if you will follow these steps, step by step, you will be successful. Even better, you'll be a millionaire, right? Even better, you'll be a millionaire. The issue I see is that we're when you approach things and you're trying to be good at everything, you end up good at nothing. So you can see on the screen, who begins too much accomplishes little, right? Who begins too much accomplishes little. It's one of the main things when we talk about like New Year's resolutions and things. People want to not only start going to the gym that they've never gone to. They want to start a brand new diet that eats totally different than they've ever eaten. They want to track their food and they want to count macronutrients. And then they want to uh, also make sure that they are um, um, doing all the little things they can, like like recovery and, and taking the right supplements and all those type of things. They want to do it all at once. 
and they end up doing nothing. Oh, don't forget. And they want to get enough hours of sleep at night and they want to, they want to grow their business and they want to, you hear all these ands, you will, you will end up being stretched so thin on time that you will accomplish little or nothing, right? So stick to one thing at a time, win at that one thing and move on to the next thing, right? That's my challenge to you. That is my challenge to you. Now, if you are ready to take control of your finances, like I stated before, you can head over to thefinancialmirror.org, hit book now in the middle of the screen when it pops up, and you can get scheduled for a free consultation. With that free consultation, no matter what step you're on, I don't care if you're going through paying off debt, if you're trying to save for the $1,000 emergency fund, if you're trying to invest your 15% of your income into retirement, kids college, whatever, I can help you make sure that you're on the right track and you're building the right plan, right? That's what I'm here to do. So head over to thefinancialmirror.org, hit book now, and get yourself scheduled for a free consultation. It doesn't cost you anything. About 15 minutes of your time. We'll see if the, if a financial coach is right for you and get you set up on a plan that works for you. And if not, cool. At least you didn't waste any money learning that. And then you go off and you, you just execute, right? You just build, build the wealth and you hit step seven along the way and life goes on. If you do want to give a little extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some awesome, awesome financial mirror gear. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in to the show today. I appreciate everyone that has continued to support the show. Like I stated at the beginning, if you're on a podcast platform of your choice, leave that five-star review and a written comment. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, like the video, comment on the video, subscribe to the channel, all of those things truly helps build a community of people that are wanting to grow and learn personal finances together. Hope you enjoy the episode. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.